Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Breakfast today has not been sponsored. If anyone would like to sponsor it and the attendant class for Zechut, Leilui Nishmat Shleima, you're more than welcome to uh, either send us a message on WhatsApp or email the synagogue at info at ejsny.org. Rabotai, this week's parasha, we're very, very lucky. If you take a look in the middle of the parasha, we come across something that if you're Sephardic, you get to do every single day pretty much of the year. And if you're Ashkenaz, you have to wait for the holidays. And what is that? Good food. No, I'm just sketching, of course. Everybody has good food in their houses all the time. Uh, everybody's delicacies are as good as everybody else's. But in Minan, to suggest that anyone has better food than anybody else, I would never want to get myself in trouble with anybody's grandma. The Pasuk says, What is the thing that you get to do all the time in a Sephardic synagogue and only uh, holidays in Ashkenaz shul? That is, God spoke to Moshe saying, Speak to Aaron, and to his sons, Lemor, saying, So you should bless the Bnei Israel. Say to them this. Now it's interesting to know. So you should bless the Bnei Israel. When there's more than one Kohen, Sammy, what do we say? And we, no, more no, than one Kohen. Kohanim. We say Kohanim. When there's one Kohen, what do we say? Emor. Singular. Kote is plural. Emor is singular. In both cases, the Kohen is supposed to bless, but the way we call the Kohen up is different depending on how many Kohanim there are. But then the, the HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells the Kohen, aside from whatever personal blessings you want to give the guy, you know, that he should grow up to be a big Tamil Chacham, aside from personal blessings, the guy should have Shiduchim easily, you know, there's a very specific formula that they give. On Shabbat, one of the classes that we're going to give, Bezat Hashem, we're going to talk about the power, the three-pronged power of Birkat Kohanim and what we as parents, as people who bless our children, also could learn from those blessings and as well what it contains within it to understanding the secrets of having blessing within your own life. So that's going to be the class on Shabbat afternoon. However, today I wanted to talk about just one of them. Each part of the, uh, of the Birkat Kohanim seems to be very straightforward. Hashem should bless you, He should protect you. But then we come to a, a strange expression. Ya'er Hashem panavelecha. What do those words mean? God should shine His face. What do those mean? What does that mean when you're blessing someone? Shine shine your face. So we look at um, Rashi. Rashi says, Ya'er Hashem panavelecha. What does it mean that God will uh, light up His face to you? God will show you a, this shining, this uh, warm face. So what is Rashi adding? What is it exactly that we're being, we're being blessed with over here with the shining of Hashem's face? So Rabutai, I'm going to show you or teach you a lesson, perhaps not from a Berachah, but from another place. Where we find during the Kilalot, Barmenan Lehavdil, this idea, the Pasuk says that God says, I'm going to turn my face. And God says, et panai, And I will turn my face to you to bring about things that are not so happy, not so beautiful. So this idea of the face of God, which brings blessings and which brings curses, what is the implication of God's face? So I, I think perhaps uh, it can be understood by, I'll give you just a, a couple of examples 
of what that looks like. And then Be'ezat Hashem will leave each and every one of us with a blessing for that idea in our own lives. Now, many of us, uh, you know, if we don't live in the city, so we have cars. And we have cars to go to various places. You know, remember that, you know, remember that song, It's a Man's World? You know, man invented the car. What do you know, invented the car to go do, to pull the heavy loads. We get it, okay, fine. But there's a guy in Israel that he bought himself a car not to pull the heavy loads, not to, uh, not to enjoy himself, but rather he bought it as a mitzvah mobile. The only thing he used his car for was mitzvot. Could you imagine? Could you imagine clocking up that mileage and then charging it all to your business expense in Shamayim? Okay? Everything that he used the car for. He went to visit the sick. He delivered food packages. He, uh, what's it called? He, he went to, you know, visit the, bring the rabbi to give a shiur. The only thing he used the car for. The other thing that he did was, and this was fascinating, he used to use, <coughs> he used to use the car on Chol HaMoed. He would pack his whole family into the car and they would drive from Yerushalayim up to the north. He would take them on, on tours. Why did he allow himself to use it for personal gain on Chol HaMoed? because it's a mitzvah to enjoy the holiday. So the only time he would ever use the car for his own personal needs were for those few days of Chol HaMoed uh, where he would take the family wherever they wanted to go. He would pack them in the car and they would drive hundreds of miles uh, to, you know, to visit these beautiful places in Israel. In Israel, the, the, uh, the Chol HaMoed uh, vibe is very different to us. To us, what do we do with the kids? We go, we take them from the screens in their house to the arcade in Dave and Buster's. So if we take them from this screen to that screen. You know, and in Israel though, they pack the, everything in the car, they go do a, a barbecue on, the, on a cliff, in a beach, they're you know, setting up tents in, uh, in the forest. You know, they like to enjoy nature, which is a beautiful thing. Rabbi listen to this. Hazit, Sheba Hazit. Everyone's getting excited. It's the first day of Hola Moed. He goes out to the car. They've already packed the car with everything they want to go to the, uh, you know, on tour. Uh, the, the guy starts the car, tries to start the car. You know the sound. All the Jewish people have recorded that on their phone and sent it to their mechanic. The car is making this noise. You know, and then they video the car. God bless us and our left thumbs. Anyway, so he's sitting there, he doesn't know what to do, he doesn't know how to start, he can't believe it. He says, it can't be, that right now, with all the kids in the car, they waited all this time, how come Hashem, why are you doing this to me on Chol HaMoed? Every day I use the car only for misfort. This is the only time I use it for my family because it's a misfort to take care of your family. Today you had to make the car die. Anyway, he tries to calm down his wife and the kids. They take the car, he goes to a mechanic, the guy takes one look at the car, he says, Mehila, this car is gonna cost you 18,000 shekel. Your whole gear of the car is, uh, is gone, 18,000, the guy says, Menen Lewen, I'm a poor guy, I only have a mitzvah mobile, I don't have 18,000 shekel to put on a, to buy a new gear. He doesn't know what to do, he's so upset, he goes home, he tells the kids, very expensive, he says, you should still just pray. Pray that we should get everything done, sorted early, and then we'll be able to use the car, maybe the, the remaining days of Chol HaMoed. He calls up a friend, the friend tells him, listen, I know you went to this guy, there's another guy, he's uh, on the other side of Yerushalayim, he's connected, he's connected to the firm itself that makes the car, you know, maybe they have a used gear, you know, maybe they could sell it to you for cheap, 
because they have a, a, a hunk, you know, a, a car they're sending to the heap. Maybe they could take out the parts and you could say, you know, you could, you'd be able to afford it. The guy says, look, I'll try it. If it's anywhere near 18,000, I can't afford it. And the mitzvah mobile will have traveled its last mile. He, 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 uh, he tows the car across town to Yerushalayim, across Yerushalayim. He pulls up at the Mosach, he leaves it there. He comes back after uh, they tell him it's going to be ready tomorrow. He tells him he wants it as cheaply as possible, even if it's a used part. He comes the next day, Hazik, the guy, he's got his credit card. He knows that he's going to divide it into payments. He's hoping that they'll take it over 36 months. You know, however much it is, he's not even sure. He's got the card, but in his pocket also he has a card of his rich friend who said that he'll let, loan him also. He could split the bill and charge it as well. Hazit, the guy gets there, he's shaking. He walks up to the desk and uh, they give him the bill and the bill says zero. He says there's for sure a mistake here. Uh, it can't be, you know, uh, they told me 18,000, the other guy. I know that, you know, I asked you to do it cheaply, but it couldn't, of course, zero shekel. And even if you found another part in another car, at least I should pay the labor. The guy says, no, Mehila, he says, zero is the cost. He says, why? He said, um, this past, he said, this past week, we got a message from the manufacturer of this car. They had quite a few people who had had problems with the gear. So they put out a, to, all, to all of the uh, authorized dealerships, they shipped us this gear with one instruction. That if the car is under 150,000 kilometers, put it in, no charge, not even the labor, labor's on the company. Any other uh, agency, any other car repair in Jerusalem, you would have taken the car to, they would have charged you the money because they don't have this option direct from the, from the company. The guy's flipping out, he can't believe it. He's thanking Hashem, he's crying, he's praying. He gets into the car, into the mitzvah mobile. He turns the car on and then he almost has a shock of his life. He looks down at the dial. The dial is at 100, I have to get the exact number, I don't want to, uh, you know, sometimes people make up the stories. 149,000 kilometers, hold on a second, and... And second. 149,670 kilometers. Here the guy's praying the whole day, asking Hashem, why don't you at least let me have one day Cholamoed with the family? If he'd have taken the car one day to go up north, come back down, the charge would have been 18,000 shekel. The charge he couldn't afford. He's wondering why HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing this to him. He's upset at HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but God says, Ya'er Hashem panavelecha. Look, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes, I do. I'm gonna turn my face to you, I'm gonna show you that my face is shining to you. There are moments when a person experiences that something that they thought couldn't be, there's no way, it's impossible. Hashem says, look, I got your back. Those moments are when a person experiences a, not just a ha'arat panim, a lighting up of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's face, but also a vichuneka, where the person feels the grace of God. So I want to just share one last thing before we close, because we have a beautiful simcha that we all need to get to across town, or some of us. And that is, what does it take to show, to get HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to give this ha'arat panim to us? To, have a, to get these little moments where you realize something. You know, when you're in a cab, and you try and use your pay with your phone and it doesn't work, the card has declined, happened to me yesterday. You can't work something out, you have no money, you forgot your wallet. All of a sudden, in your back left pants pocket, you find a $50 bill and the cab journey is uh, $48.
That's a Arat Panim, where you thought everything was going to be terrible, it wasn't going to work, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, something happens in the most, in the most beautiful way. How does a person achieve that? How do we get that from God? Well, one of the things I always love to point out is that God punishes and rewards midah keneged midah. So I always ask, what would it look like for us to have a he'arat panim to God? What would it look like for us to light, to light up our faces towards Him? You know, a lot of times I think that we look at uh, human beings differently than God. And what do I mean by that? When you do a misvah, to a, another human being, there's an element of empathy, of compassion, of uh, human nature that comes into it. You see the person is suffering, you feel, oh, how could I let this guy you know, down like this? It's his wedding day, they can't afford the hatuna. You know, this person, they're trying to bury their child, they can't afford the burial fees. Ugh, terrible, that is what they need to think about. And everyone gets together and they put the money together in two seconds because people feel, they feel the misery, they feel the heart of that person who's broken in that moment, and they do the mitzvah with that kind of a heart. If we are asking of God, for God to shine His face to us, to show us an extra element of love, of concern, of care, you, you know what that takes? That takes us also uh, thinking about God in that way when we do the mitzvah. Not just to say, Hashem is my king, and therefore this is what I want to do, but a lot of times we forget that before the word malkenu in the prayer comes, Avinu, when you do something for your father, it's not robotic. It's not duty-bound in the way that it is done when a person does something for the king. There's an element of love that the person does it with because it is their father. So when we're doing the mitzvot, if we are doing it that way, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu will respond. Hazit, there was once a, a young woman who could, you know, she got to her car, she couldn't find her keys. So she said, instead of looking around the whole house, which we've all done the crazy hunt for the keys in the house, she sees her husband's keys to his brand new Porsche. It's the car Hazit, the guy waxes every Sunday. He's Yani, what's it from the guy from the Karate Kid? Wax on, wax off. The guy sits there all day, it's his baby, this car. Um, she's driving to, to, what's it called? To Sarah's tent, you know? She's driving to Sarah's tent. She makes a little left onto Norwood Avenue. As she's pulling in, someone comes along. If you're deal, you say Brooklyn driver. If you're Brooklyn, you say deal driver. Sideswipes the car. She's flipping out. There's a scratch down the whole side. She can't believe it. What's she gonna say? She's literally sitting in the car and she's crying. Anyway, the police come. She opens up the glove compartment. The husband's gonna pull out the I told you so, never drive my car, all this kind of thing. She opens up the glove compartment. She takes out the insurance. And behind the insurance card, as she pulls it out to give to the cop, a piece of paper falls out. And the paper says, honey, if you're reading this, you got into an accident in my car. <laughs> Remember, I love you more than I love the car. You know what it takes to think ahead of time like that? That's he'arat panim. If we could think ahead of time for the ones that we love, and even for God, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem will reciprocate in kind and smile on us. Is there anything that we could use more than a smile of God in our lives? May we be zocheh to that smile today. Baruch Adonai Le'olam.